Cavi podcast. I am not Michelle. I'm not Fallon. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's been a rough week. It's been a rough week here. I want to tell you, it's a good thing you're listening to us like through your phone or your car because you can't be around her. I don't even know what I'm oh doing my here. God. She's got the corona. No, I don't. You <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am shit. totally kidding. But she's got the plague. I do not have anything anymore. Last week, mm. my daughter and I were beyond sick. Like, Vomiting, diarrhea, <laughs> nausea. I think I ate twice in five days. <laughs> Your eyes got big. Lost she does not pounds. have coronavirus, <clears throat> but I'm a germaphobe but and I'm going with coronavirus. I did have all of the symptoms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm not sick anymore. I literally woke up yesterday. It was my girl's birthday. I woke up yesterday and felt fucking amazing. Well, sick. And I got this little tickle <clears throat> in the back of my throat. Oh no, Michelle. Oh, look, I have, I don't even want to look at her. I don't want to touch anything. Then get the fuck wanna, out. I don't want to be here. But <laughs> Bye. I am doing this for you guys out there. Oh, please. Wonderful. She's been here the last couple days, keeping her to every every new day. She inches a few more feet <laughs> closer to my house. The other night she came to like. Saturday. Saturday she stopped by to smoke and stayed, stayed in the driveway slash where the garage door shuts. That was where she was. Was. And then yesterday, um, thank you. Yeah, yesterday I in. made it to the laundry room. So, uh, made it to the laundry room. And then today it's full blown upstairs in the podcast room, touching my laptop that I had my greasy little paws all over yesterday and today. I have like eight bottles of sanitizer. Even though sanitizer is like, you can't find it now around here. Mm hmm. I got some. I Oh, I have a stash because mm-hmm. I've always had sanitizer. But we're back. We are recording a day late <clears throat> because of Fallon's plague. No, we're recording a day late. Well, yeah. 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 yeah you're today, right. Today's Monday. Well, we were going to record yesterday, but it was my kid's birthday, so we pushed it back to today. But we're, we're switching it up a little bit. We're not doing true crime today. I'm today, doing an urban legend. We are do. Yeah, mine's more of... I don't know what mine is. It's not an urban legend. It's, it's a, a ghost story. A ghost story. Yeah. Some yeah. creepy stories today. Um, yeah. I figured it, it's a time. It's time for a change of pace. Like, because we claim to Old do true crime, <laughs> true crime, paranormal, weird shit. Well, we, we mainly focus. Yeah. We mainly focus on true crime. And I am going to this because I want to give a shout out for a new podcast. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. If you like scary stories. Tell them at the end of the podcast. Uh, yeah. Tell them at the end of our episode. So don't just stop listening right okay. now and then head on over to theirs. There's a new podcast. It's incredible. <laughs> it's really good. And you have to... Will you pull that away from the mic? She's over here sucking on a milkshake. Instead of moving her fucking head away from the microphone. I haven't eaten in days. Bitch. You can still move to drink it. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Anyways, I'll give you the name of that podcast at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you just want to get right into it? Because apparently we talk too much about our personal life. <laughs> yeah, so. someone wrote in and said that we talk too much. Like, there's too much banter before we talk about the episode. But 
for me, it's like we have shit to say and we want to just let everybody know how we've been doing, what's been going on. <clears throat> Look, I'm not changing it over one bad review. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Oh, yeah. I think I don't really fine. have a lot to say, but <laughs> <laughs> not it's, this time. It's been a rough week besides sicknesses. Uh, I, mean, we're, I just work. We're taking a new, a, lot. a new charge in life. Ooh. Uh, one thing, though. T-shirts are being made Ooh, right, right now. Yep. Right now. And they are awesome. They're they, like X-rayed. Yeah. They should be done. Oh. Um, a week or so? Two weeks? I'd say by the end of this week. We have uh, T-shirts and tank tops. End of this week, beginning of next week. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, they're they're amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a... Another oh, thing. That's a new thing. <clears throat> uh, March 20th through the 22nd, we will be at Horror Hound Weekend, which is in Sharonville. <clears throat> oh, my God. Sorry. If they don't cancel it for coronavirus. Right. Uh, <laughs> so if you're going to be in the area and you want to stop down, it's going to be amazing. Robert England's going to be there. The cast from Clerks. Uh, a lot of cast members from The Thing. And uh, it's going to be awesome. So we're going to have our booth there. The Rusty Cauldron's going to have a booth. And my kids are also going to have a booth selling their artwork and mood rings and slap bracelets and it's going to be called winter and willows wicked wonderland so stop by yeah that being said are you ready yeah <clears throat> i think you should tell a story first because apparently i'm choking to death over here I, clearly it's that coronavirus <laughs> yeah all right well i'm gonna move my mic and just suck on this milkshake like yeah. i suck on throat lozenges when i'm really sick <laughs> I thought it was a great joke. <laughs> I really did. Well, I I have a I want to talk about black-eyed children. Have you heard that urban legend? I cuz apparently everyone's talking about it on podcasts and I just realized I that. I know. Well, well, I just I honestly just heard about it today before you she came over and told me what she was doing and I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me." Like, I just listened to two podcasts back to back, two totally different podcasts. Where they covered um, the urban legend of the black-eyed children. And it's crazy that you're doing this. And my story has something to do with eyes as well. Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite thing. Whether they're different color. Gouging them out. No. I don't care. I leave the eyes you know. alone, man. So, black-eyed children. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Oh, God. Okay. I have two, two encounters. Like, two encounter stories. Okay. That I'm going to read. Okay. And I'm just... Their stories are good that I'm just going to read them. Well, what else like, would you do? Act him out? Well, no, I mean, I <laughs> didn't rewrite this story myself. <laughs> oh, you better. Dumbass. You better watch out. You know how Amber doesn't like it whenever you uh, read straight from the source. Well, the, but I have to. It's their story mm-hmm. of what happened to them. So how would I, how would I change it up? So I'm just going to fucking read it. But I do have 10 facts about the black eyed children. Before Ooh, I start. I love facts. Okay. Yeah. Free Fallon Friday fun facts. It's funny that they, they're facts about the black eyed children, which is an urban legend. Mm-hmm. So I find that ironic. I mean, go I, on. Look, we'll just I'm discuss not gonna, it later. Look, this thing kind of scares me. So I'm going to say they're real. Well, from what I've heard today, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely weird. I don't want to run into these people. I don't either. So they're real. It's mm. fine. I'm not going to badmouth them. Remind me to bring up uh, Waverly Hills at the end of the episode, which sure. you probably won't. So probably not. We'll talk about it another time. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. 
All right. You ready? Um, Ten facts? Go. Black eyed kids? Mm -hmm. So they will look like norm normal human children between the ages of six and sixteen. Okay. They have they all have pale mm. skin, obviously completely black eyes. No, no pupil, no, just no whites, oh. no nothing, just black. See, okay, stop. That right there <laughs> makes me go fucking demons. Which I don't know if I believe in. I was raised mm -hmm. Catholic. So, like, yeah, you know, we believed in demons, but I don't know. I don't know. I'll get to that later. Yeah. Wait till I tell you their stories. Mm, okay. Okay. No, another fact. Additionally, people who have been in close proximity to black-eyed ki kids report feeling unease that's washed all over them. Like, mm -hmm. just complete fear. Mm -hmm. While nothing about the children's appearance, aside from their eyes, generally frightens the people, they still report feeling... Feeling ranging from anxiety to complete terror of their presence. Yeah, just like... So they look like normal kids. But the only thing that's different is their eyes, but yet you get this complete Sense of terror. just absolute fear and yeah. horror. <clears throat> Some people have also reported seeing black-eyed kids to have talons for feet or other demonic attributes, but most sightings of them are seemingly normal children. Talons? Like hooves? No, like... Like birds, like talons. Oh, I know what talons Claws. are. Okay. Uh -huh. Well, if you know what talons are, you want to call them hooves. Dumbass. <laughs> anyway, this is like going so wrong. Of she, you're awful. I can't help it. Fresh off the sick farm. UDF shakes. Okay. Another fact. Black eyed kids are also commonly described as wearing dated clothing or dressing in a matter that is not typical of a normal child their age. So that's what kind of... That's what kind of weird at first. Like you can, this kid encounters you and you're seeing him wearing uh -huh. like really old clothes. See the story I heard, they were wearing hoodies and jeans. Well, this is <clears> typically, <throat> commonly damn. described. <coughs> Are you going to make it? I'm fine. It doesn't seem fine. My we're throat's only like, dry. We're only like three, not three minutes. We're like My throat less than dry. 10 minutes. Man, this is, I got to get out of here. Sick. Anyways, black-eyed children will always ask for something. Well, yeah, they're kids. Well, of course they want something. Yeah. Do they know. ask why a million times? It is always something that involves being in close quarters with you. They'll ask for a ride or they'll ask to enter your home to oh, use your mm, phone. Mm, mm, mm. They need to be close to you. Mm -mm. Oh, I know. No. No. Mm -mm. Another fact, there are no reported stories of what happens when you let a black-eyed kid into your vehicle or home. All stories come from people whose eerie feelings made them flee from the children. So, no idea. <laughs> no one's let them in? Well, if they have, they have not lived to tell it. <coughs> yeah. There's no story. I can't find any stories of someone just going along with it. Fuck that, man. So, the earliest sighting of a black-eyed kid was... By journalist Brian Bethel in 1998, which I have his story. Is it the earliest? Mm hmm I thought it was in 96. 96, 98. I thought 96. Were... What did I hear today about 1949? I don't know. Oh, no, never mind. That was a a, a murder. Okay. Never mind. A lot so, of murder in, in 49. Okay, either 96 or 98, because I've seen... 96. Yeah, I've seen some say 96, but then he makes posts in 98. Like, it's one of the two. Hmm, okay. And I have, that's one of my <clears> stories <throat> I'm going to tell you is his story, his original story. Okay. 
And uh, let's see. The, the story has been added to Internet Creepypasta, <coughs> but to this day, Bethel still insists that the, the incident was real and it happened exactly the way he reported it. Like, yeah. he's, he's standing firm that this is a thing. Man. Yeah. So... In 2014, a British newspaper reported the sightings of black-eyed kids. Now they're going around the world. They're like, on. They're on tour. They're on tour. <laughs> the theories about black-eyed kids is that they're they could be vampires, aliens, or demons. What if it's an alien? Uh, no. I shut up you. with that alien shit. Could be an alien. <clears throat> no, I. Mm. It could be an alien. Like it really could be. I just. Aliens terrify the shit Look, out of me. I would believe them to be more aliens than demons. See, I'm going more demons than aliens. It's because you don't want to believe that they're aliens. Oh, no. You know what's crazy? As as afraid I am of the thought of like aliens being real, I'm also very welcoming of them. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, come on, as long as you're going to be cool. Like, if you want to swing on down, stop on by, see what's up, leave me alone. Let me sleep. Don't mess with any of my friends or family. Go down the street and wake up Larry. <laughs> Take him for a ride. Yeah. Guarantee you will never come to our planet again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Larry's a dick. Do you want to hear Brian's story? I do. I do. Have you heard it yet? I heard Brian speak of it actually this morning. That was one of the Also, you do know it. Oh, no, sorry. I've, uh, Brian who? Right. Okay. Well, Fallon's obviously heard of it, but maybe you have it out there. Well, I heard about it like literally two hours ago. Well... This is his first blog. That's mm-hmm. what I, 90s. We're going with blogs. I so never he, had a blog. I mean, either. But I had MySpace. I was. I never had a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I got the internet in 2002. Yeah. So oh, no, sorry, 2006. This is Brian Bethel's story, and it's the first reported encounter of black-eyed children. Oh, okay. Y'all ready? Y'all ready Kay. for this? Here's, fuck, sorry. Here's the story. About a man named Jed? Yeah. Starts out, says, <clears throat> My internet service provider used to have offices in a shopping center before they moved to their comparatively lush accommodations elsewhere. There was a drop box at the original location. The monthly bill was due, and thus there, before the grace of the net, I went. The fuck does this have to do with black-eyed children? Just let me read the story. <laughs> It was about 9.30 p.m. when I left from my relatively isolated apartments. It's about 10 to 15 minutes or so to downtown. And this is in a city called Abilene. And there, it has, he said it has a population of about 110,000 people. Texas? I don't know. Abilene. I think it's Texas. Yeah. Sure. Texas. <clears throat> so right next to Camelot Communications old location is a $1.50 movie theater. <gasps> yeah. At the time, the place was featuring that masterwork of modern film, Mortal Kombat. I drove by the theater on the way to the center <laughs> proper and pulled into an empty parking space. Hold on. You played the game, right? Who oh, did yeah. you always pick? Um, Scorpion. I was either Scorpion, like, get over here, or I was Sonya wins. Yeah, I always just did the Flawless move. So it's, get over here. Get over here. Get. Yeah, yeah, you had no chance with me. <laughs> That's how Jordan was. <laughs> Once he got that, like... YB or whatever. It well, was. and I will tell you, I have <clears throat> seen the Mortal Kombat movie. And it's terrible. Oh yeah, it's awful. So, I feel like my mic's about to fall. Anyways, I'm not going to touch it. Back to the story. I'll keep an eye on it. Using the glow <laughs> of the marquee to write out my check, I was startled to hear a knock on the driver's side window of my car. Uh, That's why all that. 
previous shit makes sense. He's he's placing like he's putting you there. Okay. So, I looked over and I saw two children staring at me from the street. I need to describe them with one feature. You can guess what it is. That I didn't realize it until about halfway through the conversation. Cleverly omitted. Pre prepubescent acne. Fuck. Huh? Pre. What's the word? Pre pubescent. <laughs> I'm not even going to help you. Let me finish the story. Yeah, I was trying to be funny, but I can't pronounce the word that I'm thinking of. God damn it. Oh. Amber's going to send in an email. You're, you're real funny right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching you drown. That's fine. Okay. Both appear to be in that semi-mystical stage of life children get into where they can't exactly tell their age. Both were boys, and my initial impression is that they were somewhere between 10 to 14 years old. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Boy number one, we'll call the spokesman. Boy number two didn't speak during the entire conversation, at least not in words. Uh, Okay. What was he speaking? Well, let me tell you the story and you might fucking find out. Boy number one. He was slightly taller than his companion, wearing a pullover hooded shirt with a sort of gray checkered pattern and jeans. I couldn't see his shoes. His skin was olive colored and he had... Curly, medium-length brown hair. He exuded an air of quiet confidence. Oh, they had he had hair? Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking they were all bald. No. Okay. Boy number two, also pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristic seemed to be looking around nervously. He was dressed in a similar manner to his companion, but his puller was a light green color. His hair was sort of a pale orange. So the boy that's really creepy is a ginger. A ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They didn't appear to be related, be related at least directly. Oh, great. I thought. Prepubescent. That's the word. Okay. Oh, great. I thought (laughs) (laughs) they're going to hit me up for money. And then the air changed. Mm, No. I've explained this before, but for the benefit of any new lurkers out there, right before I experienced something strange, there's a chance in, there's a change in perception that comes about which I describe in the above manner. It's basically enough time to know it's too late. So there I was, filling out a check in my car, which was still running, and in a sudden panic over the appearance of the two little boys, I was confused. But an overwhelming sense of fear and unearthliness rushed in, rushed in nonetheless. Like, he's just, he's freaking terrified. And all they did was knock on the window. I mean, that that's scary. Who knocks on so? I would never knock <laughs> but they're on But kids. Someone's... Even still. I wouldn't be scared of kids. I mean, it's the 90s. Like, I still wouldn't be scared of kids. <clears throat> but something was in, like, something made him terrified. Oh, okay. So, boy number one, the spokesman, he smiled. And for the sight, for some inexplicable, inexplicable reason, chilled my blood. I could feel flight or fright. Flight? Fight? He, or me- he messed that up on the flight. other uh, podcast, too. Man, that's hard to say. Fight or flight. Fight or flight responses kicking in. Something I knew instinctually was not right, but I didn't know what it could possibly be. I rolled down the window very, very slightly and asked, yes. <laughs> Just creeping like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> the spokesman smiled again, broader this time. His teeth were very, very white. Okay. <clears throat> he says, hey, mister, what's up? We have a problem. He said his voice was that of a young man, but, but his dick... T- they spelled it wrong. His dictation. Mm-hmm. Diction. There we go. I just said it wrong. 
his diction quite calm and something I still couldn't put my finger on made me de- made my desire to flee even greater. You see, my friend and I want to see the films, but we forgot our money. He continued. We need to go to our house to get it. Want to help us out. So. So they need a ride or cash. Well, he <clears> was <throat> thinking like, yeah, these kids are wanting some. They're going to ask me for fucking money. Or and, smoke. Well, they he thought money. Beer. And yeah. He was kind of right. Like they forgot their money to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Instead of asking him for money, they're asking for a ride to their house to get their money. Mm-mm. So that's to get into close quarters with them. I'm like, nope. So I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but uh, Brian is a journalist. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't think you mentioned it, but yeah. Okay. Well, here's the next part. He says, okay, journalists are required to talk to lots of people, and that includes children. I've seen and spoken to lots of them. Here's how that usually goes. And it's like, I'm. he's like, uh, 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 uh like a kid yeah mister can i see that camera i and it's like very yeah timid shy i'll just we'll go with that add in some feet shuffling and or body swaying and you've got a typical kid talking to a stranger yeah right yeah in short they're usually apologetic people generally teach children that when they talk to adults they're usually bothering them for one reason or another and they should at least be polite so these kids were not acting like that he said this kid was in no way fitting the mold. His command of language was incredible, and he showed no signs of fear. He spoke as if my help was a foregone conclusion. When he grinned, it was as as if he was trying to say, I know something, and you're not going to like it, but the only way you're going to find out what it is will be to do what I say. Mm -mm. Oh, no. So The grinning. like Yeah. Like uh, kids and their goddamn smiles. So Brian says, uh, well, that's the best <laughs> reply I could offer. Now, here's where it starts to get strange. Okay. The quiet companion, the creepy ginger. Uh-huh. He looked at the other boy, the spokesman. Okay. With a mixture of confusion and guilt on his face. He seemed in some ways shocked, not with his friend's brusque manner, but that I didn't just immediately open the door. He eyed me nervous, nervously. The spokesman seemed a bit perturbed, too. I was still registering something wrong with both. The spokesman says, come on, mister. (laughs) Smooth as silk. And car salesmen can learn something from this kid. Now, we just want to go to our house, and we're just two little boys. Ooh, no. Don't (laughs) acknowledge that you're little and and need help. Brian says, this really scared me. Something in the tone and the diction again, again set off alarm bells. My mind was frankly trying to process what is it was perceiving about the two figures that was wrong. Well, yeah, something's up. Yeah. He goes, um, he just kept saying, um, all I could manage <laughs> to say was, um, I felt myself digging my fingernails into my steering wheel at this time. What movie are you going to see? I asked finally. Mortal Kombat, of course, the spokesman said. The silent one nodded in op- affirmation standing a few paces behind. Oh, I said, I stole a quick glance at the marquee and at the clock in my car. Mortal Kombat had been playing for an hour, the last showing of the evening. Oh, it was already an hour in? Yeah. The silent one looked increasingly nervous. I think he saw my glances and suspected that I might be detecting something was not above broad. Come on, mister, let us in. We can't get in your car until you do, you know, the spokesman said soothingly. Just let us in and we'll be gone before you know it. 
We'll go to our mother's house. Oh, period. (laughs) (laughs) I was changing pages. (laughs) We'll go to our mother's house. Period. Period. They locked eyes. Brian says, to my horror, I realized my hand had strayed toward the door lock, which was engaged, and was in process of opening it. I pulled away, probably a bit too violently, but it did force me to look away from the children. He turned back to them. He said, uh, and he just keeps saying, um, to them because he's, he's scared. Like, what can you say at that point? Yeah. He offered, he's like, I offered weekly and then I, then my mind snapped into sharp focus. For the first time, I noticed their eyes. They were coal black, no pupil, no iris, just staring two orbs reflecting the red and white light off the marquee. Oh my God. At that point, I know my expression betrayed me. The silent one had a look of horror on his face and a combination that seemed to indicate either A, the impossible had just happened or B, we've been found out. The spokesman, on the other hand, wore a mask of anger. His eyes glittered brightly in the half light. And he says again, come on, mister, we won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. That last Uh statement scared the living hell out of me because at that point, by his tone, he was playing... Plainly saying, we don't need a gun. Mm, I never even thought of it like that. Yeah. He noticed my hand shooting down toward the gear shift. The spokesman's, spokesman, spokesman's final words contained an anger that was complete and whole and yet contained in some respects a tone of panic. And he, he screams this at him. He's like, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Oh, No. So no, Brian, he says, I ripped the car into reverse. Thank (laughs) goodness. No one was coming up behind me. And I (laughs) tore out of that parking lot. I noticed the boys in my peripheral vision and I stole a quick glance back. They were gone. The sidewalk by the theater was deserted. Oh my God. I drove home in a heightened state of panic. Had, had anyone attempted to stop me, I would have run, run on through and face the consequences later. I bolted into my house, skating all around, including the sky thing of what did i see maybe nothing more than some kids looking for a ride and some really funky contacts yeah right a friend suggested they were vampires with the old let us in bit and my compelled response to open the door and that we'll go see our mother thing i'm not sure what they were here's an epilogue i find chilling i talk about chad a lot he's my oh wait what are you doing i don't know (laughs) i think i printed i am so sorry no you didn't (laughs) You did. Well, it's a different story. Oh, okay. This is like, I found, this is an actual email he sent to a paranormal group. Oh. So here he's signed off. Like, I've printed the whole thing. (laughs) Just started reading something else. Oh, wait, Chad, these people must know each other. But that's the end of, he just gets home. And like, yeah, he gets home. He's like, fuck that. So a couple things. The whole, like, we can't come in until you let us in. Yeah. That's some like crazy fucked up Ouija board demon stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Like, no. I would also be of like I guess inclined to help kids if they need a money. Like I'm not gonna put someone else's kid in my car. But the timing of the movie being off, it's like, what do they really want? Who knows? You know. And what's up with little ginger kid not being? You know, just it it sounds like he was scared and just kind of going along with the first part with the first kid. Yeah. I mean, and that's the first encounter of these. And then there's tons more and they all sound pretty Pretty similar. similar. Yeah. Like just with their interactions, because I I am going to read one more for you. Mm -hmm. 
and they're I mean they just keep continuing to be creepy like Ugh. no I always thought that kids kids creep me out anyways they just do because especially there was one like I got in a staring contest with a child I'm not going to mention any names <laughs> but I I have been oh, scared yeah. she scares the shit out of me every now like, and then and I am a I could kick some ass on some staring contests, and I buckled in less than what five seconds. Immediately, immediately buckled because she creeped me out, and they just do that. But now they're like, now they're talking like adults and they're acting all weird. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <clears throat> it's like children in the corn <clears throat> shit. That movie never scared me. Oh, it did me. I had a giant corn fill in my backyard. If I have um, another kid, I love the name Malachi. No. No. Love the name Malachi. River Malachi. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> so that's that was uh, Brian's, uh, his first encounter, and he swears up and down. Oh, that, yeah. That this is what happened. <clears throat> this is real. And then. That's terrifying. I mean, everyone else is. Uh, I'm curious to see what your next story is, because I also heard today that people sometimes see them on the side of roads. Yeah. What, is that part of your story? Um, kind of. And it's usually like yes. two or three kids. Yes. Just on the side of the road. Hitchhiking or something. Mine's about hitchhikers. Okay. If you... I think. Okay. So <laughs> let's say we were cruising and you like you guys listen too. What if you were cruising like down a country road? No. And, <laughs> well, hold on. And you see... Um, well, I mean, if I see a kid or some, if I see a person uh-huh. walking, no. All right. Well, what if you see like, like you're, you're going down the uh, country road. It's not quite dark out, but it's getting there. And there is, let's say three kids that look to be about eight to 12 years old walking by themselves. Little I'll, kids. I'll call someone. Really? So I'd be pulling up like, you guys no. okay? You need some drinks? Uh, I have read at least 20 black eyed children's stories mm-hmm. in the last week. No. No. What if they're black eyed children? I mean, I would check their eyes and be like, mm. open them eyes. <laughs> show, show me them peeps. <laughs> Jeepers. Creep. Yeah, See, that I movie just, scares the shit out of me. I, I don't want to talk about that I movie. I got this thing with eyes. Like, it. Mm. Leave him alone. What do you want me to tell you another one? I do. Okay, I do. I do have one more. I got it from a, a website called thoughtcatalog.com. Gotcha. It was like a top fifteen of creepy eye, creepy eyed, black eyed children. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're definitely creepy eyed. They're creepy. But uh, this was number fifteen. There is no name of who wrote this story, but I, it's a pretty good story. Okay. It's a scary one, and it's titled. Don't go out at night and always beware of the devils. Devils? Devils. Well, plural. I thought there was only one devil, but... Well, well. I guess you're going to teach me. If you want to believe this guy, yeah. Let's go. Okay. Reading the stories, I've always been a skeptic. Stories, alleged first-hand experiences, hauntings, possessions, whatever... They're all well and good for a quick chill, cheap thrill, something I've read to get my heart rate up. Getting scared can be fun sometimes, as long as you don't overdo it. Just a little <clears throat> something silly to get worked up about. I just, <clears throat> excuse me. It's funny how 
You're excused if you make a mistake, but God forbid I make a mistake in my own home. You're, you're damn right. <clears throat> Anyways, back to the story. In my lurking in books and on numerous sites on the internet, credible or not, I have come across many a story account about ghosts, demons, the Jersey Devil, you name it. I have found my way into stories about the Black Eyed Kids. Oh, they call them B-E-K yeah. for short. Or Black Eyed Kids, okay. No, these children do not get a black eye from a fight. I don't believe there would be a soul out there with a backbone to try to attack these kids. Air quote. Air quote yeah. Kids, yeah. No, black-eyed kids are kids. If that was not straightforward enough, usually from all the accounts I've read in their teenage years, if they have been physically aged at all, if they even physically age at all, their eyes are pitch black, no pupils, no corneas, no white showing at all, pitch black. They have olive skin, and wear run-of-the-mill clothing, as in hoodies. Yeah, so there's multiple yeah. accounts. Like, some people say old clothes, hoodies. Hoodies is a lot that I've read, too. Into going to the, to the theater. Yeah. Your movies. However, in a non-physical sense, they always bring with them an overwhelming sense of fear and dread. They are intriguing, and when approached by them, again, from all accounts I've come across, it's like you're in a slight hypnosis, though you can quickly snap out of it when your instincts take over. Usually as you meet their eyes. Mind control. Aliens do that shit. Oh, so now you're saying they're aliens? Um, look. <clears throat> At first it was demons. Both. They're no. demonic aliens. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Then there are theories. The theories about what these black-eyed children may be. These theories range from lost souls to alien-human hybrids and even to vampires. Though the latter may be an extreme stretch to link the black-eyed children to the social, the current social infatuation of vampires found commonly in young persons. I mean, yeah, vampires are fascinating, but I don't believe they're real. Yeah. In light of all this, I've always been a very fact-based person. If its existence was not apparent or the existence of the thing in question was not testified, Testable or verifiable to me, it did not exist. However, one night, one long, terrifying night, which still haunts me to this very day, showed me the proof to open my eyes and mind. Mm, all right. So here's the story. That was we, his opener. We need to free our minds and the rest will follow. <laughs> yeah, in vogue. <laughs> Be colorblind. <laughs> so, okay. My story begins when I left my... This must be in England. He left his mom's house. His mom's house. And Is that dad. a British thing? Yeah. So my story begins when I left my mom's house. I had gone over to visit because my father, her husband of 63 years, recently passed away and my mom wasn't taking it too well. I know she needed support from her loved ones and I was more than willing to go visit and keep her company, but it was getting late. My mom lives in the suburbs. Tidy lawns, plenty of neighbors, paved roads, and even though it was near 11 p.m. when I left, the streets were extremely lit by the streetlights who, had, who always had your safety and ease at mind at heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come home with the street lights, come on. Yeah. These lights only lit the road, though. I, glancing across the street, the houses were cast in an eerie shadow. Even even a rather safe, charming little neighborhood can seem spooky and uninviting when cast in shadow. I, I admit I was now. terribly chilled. Yeah, I can, I can picture it. Oh, you have no idea. And already I want to go home. <laughs> He does an incredible job telling this story. Okay. Sliding into my car, 
I revved the engine and waved to my mother, who was standing in the doorway, wrapped comfortably in a warm shawl. She waved back, her old and fragile arm shaking. I saw her mouth be careful, and I smiled. Backing out of the driveway, I, I turned out of the neighborhood, deciding to take the back way, a shorter way, home tonight. In hindsight, that may not have been a good idea. I live a significant ways away, out in the middle of the country, in, in the old farmhouse I grew up in which my father had left in my name when he and mom had moved out into a uh, place smaller, more easy to care for and affordable and social. He, he, my father, had always told me growing up, don't go out at night and always beware the devils. That's the name. Of, that's why I get the title. Okay. <clears throat> he was a strong believer in anything and everything paranormal. Very superstitious man, and I always had to resist the urge to laugh at his words, but I knew he meant well. That's my mom. I was going to say, it sounds just like your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was like that. Everything's like, a ghost. Everything's a ghost. Put amethyst stone in your pet's water to keep them from getting fleas. You know. The damn bears. The bear, bears are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ghosts are everywhere. Throw sh- salt over your shoulder if you spill it. Yeah. <clears throat> super, like, super, super. His dad is your mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to story. Driving down the dark country roads, there were no streetlights, and the half-assed paved road was cracked and filled with potholes. That's Ohio. So this took place in one county? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the fields on either side of the road were empty, just blank stretches of overgrown grass and untended shrubbery. Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. The dark outline of the trees of the woods could be seen looming all the way across the fields on the shadowy horizon. One might have even seen a deer or two once in a while in those fields, but not tonight. The moon offered little light as the sky rolled with dark, threatening clouds ready to burst with rain or a storm at any moment. Yes, that is my kind of night. Let's fuck. It's <laughs> like, and it's still, it's still Ohio. He's right, describing right, it. You know what? We have the best thunderstorms. I don't though. like it. Oh, I love it. So, sure enough, a few moments later... The low grumble of thunder sounded, heavy and long. However, no rain fell just yet, much to my pleasure, because I hate driving at night and in the rain. It's coming. And putting those two together would end badly. I just knew it. Mm -hmm. Accompanied accompanied only by the occasional roll of thunder, I started to feel a bit anxious. I can't explain it. I just felt shaken up, probably because it was night and and it could start raining, or maybe I had been reading too many ghost stories and legends and tonight seemed to reflect the mood of the stories I've read almost obsessively. Mm-hmm. To try to calm myself, I flicked on my old car's radio and turned the old-fashioned knob back and forth, slowing down a bit as I attempted to find a station that came in clearly. Nothing doing. Weird. There was no broadcasting tower right near here and it usually mm-hmm. came in perfectly clear as day. Yeah. Or I said the, should have said there was no, there yeah. was a broadcasting There one. was, but it didn't come in. All static. Oh. That's so creepy. Yeah. But still nothing. Because oh. you know what? Like a when if you're creeped out and I've been creeped out on my <clears> in my car before, like, you know, country roads and shit. If you turn the radio on and you hear like a live DJ talking, you almost feel safe. You know what I mean? I'll have to try that one time. Yes. I, I had a fucked up thing happen, I'll tell you some other time. But yeah, it's like if you're scared, just the thought of someone else being on the other line or the other end and they're you know, they're awake and they're active and they're live. You just, it's, it's a sense of, like, safety and yeah. comfort. Well, he didn't get that. Poor guy. Static. I just, uh... Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just a little, little something. Anyways, still nothing. The white noise and static of the blank stations was doing nothing to appease my anxiety, obviously. Mm-hmm. I gripped the steering wheel tightly as more thunder boomed from the sky. Aggravated, I forcefully shut off the radio, grating my teeth, glancing down at the dashboard. I noticed I was nearly out of gas. Oh, no. <clears throat> Which is like, fuck, oh, man. It's like, like, you're you are in the worst horror movie ever. But, okay, we're going to go on. Groaning, I searched, I searched the road for a sign for gas. As I was scanning the side of the road, I noticed from the corner of my eye two figures walking on the side of the road, shrouded in shadow. They were walking very slowly, one turned around, walking backwards, his or her thumb sticking out. I felt compelled to pull over, give them a ride, and I found my hands turning the wheel slightly, but I pulled back, realizing how stupid... It would be of me to accept two random strangers into my car in the middle of the night on a back country road. Well, what are they doing there? Exactly. When it's about to storm, like, what are you doing? Did their car break down? Do they have a car? Are they old enough to drive? We'll find out. I sped up and I passed them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Try not to try not to look at them as I did so, though I felt oddly intrigued by them. As I focused on the road ahead, it started drizzling, dropping my mood into a, dropping my mood another level or two. Along with the rain, the thunder seemed louder, closer as the storm moved in. Mm-hmm. A few seconds passed until I gave into my compulsion to look at the two figures. As I glanced in my rearview mirror, it seemed as if the two were walking faster, and and the one no longer had his thumb out. But it had to be my imagination. How would I be able to tell if they were walking fast or not? It was rainy and dark. Good point. Yeah. Right. So looking back at the road, I almost missed a sign that alerted me of a gas stop up ahead. A sigh of relief passed my lips, and I slowed down, looking for any indication of the stop. Pushing the thought of the two figures from my head, soon I was pulling into the gas station slowly as the rain started to pick up. The store was closed, but luckily they had a 24-hour gas pump service, which we don't have that here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is in England. It has to be in England. So the store is closed. No one's there, but apparently you can still use the gas pumps. Oh, God. This makes me think of um, the beginning of uh, Urban Urban Legend. Legend. Yes. Brad. Yep. Dora. Yep. So he pulls there. Luckily, it had a 24-hour gas pump. That was good for me, as if they had not, I'd have run out a few more miles he would have ran out of gas a few more miles down the road. I shut off my car and hesitantly shuffled out of the metal shell and glanced over my shoulder, still not being able to shake that nervous feeling that I had manifested inside of me earlier that night. I stood under the light. Oh, hold on. I lost my spot. <laughs> I stood under the light of the overhang, trying to figure out how to work the pump, which was, which seemed so ever so overcomplicated in the dim light. And with my mind not being able to focus on this simple task, the rain picked up more, heavier and louder against the concrete of the gas stop as I finally was able to get get the pump into my car, forced my hand to stop it shaking. I had a horrible feeling that my shaking wasn't just because of the barely cold night air. He's about to do the gas and go. <laughs> uh, well, he's the only one there. So what? I think he got paid to even, like, get... The, if. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Never mind. Can't I don't know how it works over there, but that's what I would assume. Like, you probably pay first, or you at least run a card. Yeah. Like, put your 
cash in or something. Yeah. Okay. Suddenly, the overla- the overhang lights of the gas stop started flickering wildly. Oh, no. A couple going out altogether. It seemed as if the temperature dropped 20 degrees in a few seconds. As I glanced around, a sinking feeling started to blossom in my stomach. As if in slow motion, I turned around, facing back towards the road, the long, lonely road, and saw what I expected to see there. But even as much as I knew what I'd see, I still felt the drop of my stomach. Yeah. The color draining from my face as I breathed a sharp, cold breath forcefully as it almost caught in my throat. Across the street, the two figures were standing, facing me. <gasps> Across the street? Across the street. No. They started to. They started crossing the street slowly but surely, and I fumbled with the gas pump. It had only been a few moments, but it seemed as if the gas pump was taking its precious time. Oh, of course it was. I was shaking hard now as thunder boomed once more, and I looked back up. The figures were now at the entrance to the gas stop, and my breath Ooh. was quick and shallow as I blindly shoved the pump back into its holder, That's not being able to tear up. my eyes from the figures. <clears throat> That's where you fucked up. You spray them with gas, you flip your cigarette on them, and you fucking get out of there. <laughs> Done. Yeah. As uh, as they drew closer, I became more frantic. I, yeah, I became more frantic, even though now as they walked into the flickering light of the overhang, I saw they were just two teenagers. They looked ragged and frigid and soaked from the rain. Well, yeah. You just passed them 180 and then you would stop for gas <laughs> yeah. and won't even offer any help. I straightened up a bit, but still terrified. Another compulsion. But another compulsive feeling, similar to the one I experienced in the car, was bubbling, and I felt obligated to talk to these two. Though I insisted to myself just to drive away, not to risk anything. They were extremely close now, and at the next pump, when I slid into my car, shaking wildly and fumbled for my keys, cursing myself that I dropped them on the floor. Oh, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Leaning down, I, I swiped them up and sat back up, a cold, sickening feeling as I came face-to-face with one of the teens who had his hand on my window, knocking slowly but forcefully. I rolled down the window a bit, just a bit, no bigger than to allow (laughs) maybe a small child's hand through. Oh, it's too much. Before I spoke, he spoke first. The other figure standing in the background still, but I could see... I could see something of a grin there on her pale face. Ooh, it was a girl. Yeah. Why are they grinning? They, the one kid says, can you give us a ride into town? We've missed the bus and we don't have a ride. Missed the bus? Yeah. He spoke slow and something about his voice made me shiver. A cold chill swept down my spine and I opened my mouth, but no sound came out. Clearing my throat, I glanced at the dashboard and at the keys in my hand. <clears throat> he stuttered, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not going into town. I, I, I stuttered, keeping my eyes down, not at the kids. However, the teenager knocked harsher and made me jump a little and as he insisted another time for a ride i told him no once more and looked up trying to seem intimidating which seems silly trying to seem intimidating to a child but a horrible chilling sight greeted me i looked the kid right in the eyes and gasped sharp gasped sharply my back came my seat as i went to back away his eyes he had eyes Oh, he did, but they were blacker than the night, pitch black. No discernible pupils and no white whatsoever showing. Pure black, deep, brooding, and surprisingly intriguing. But my fear got the better of me, and I quickly turned the key, and my engine revved to life. (laughs) I thank God, which I had never, ever done before tonight. My car had not stalled, 
and went to pull away, and the kid banged on my window with a pale fist, screaming for a ride. I took off speedily down the road, apologizing to my father again and again that I had laughed at him, never took his warnings seriously. After a few more moments, or a few more minutes, I pulled into my driveway and ran into my lawn. <laughs> right in front of my, he drove right through the grass. <laughs> he pulled into the driveway and right into the lawn. <laughs> in front of his porch. I didn't want to spend any more time outside than I already had, and I jumped from the car, leaving the car door open, and ran inside, slamming the door and locking it, even going as far as to put a chair in front of the door in case someone or something tried to get it. Sinking into the chair in front of the door, I shivered uncontrollably, and I started to cry. Hiding my face in my hands as two dark figures stood at the end of my driveway. Whoa, whoa. End of story. That's it? That's the end. I don't know, but that is a terrible cliffhanger. That'd be fucking nuts if, if that was him writing it, and that's where it just stopped. Could be. Like he's writing it, and he's like, "Oh, and there's two people out there in my driveway." Oh, Boom! My over. That was um, a good one, wasn't it? That was really good. That was. I mean, I have, I have, I have chills. Fuck that! I told you about when I lived uh, in that shithole town about ten yeah. years ago. What, the two guys that were out in front of my house, one was all dressed in black, one was all dressed in white, and they were just standing there staring. Remember me telling you about that? I kind of. I freaked the fuck out and called my boyfriend at the time, Andy, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And it was the same shit. It was like one of those stormy, dark nights. My driveway was only like two car lengths long, so my they were really close to my house, but there was a street light closer, close to the home, and... I had this big picture window and I looked out and there's just these two people say, I even posted that on Facebook when that memory comes back up. I'll have to let you know. But, um, yeah, I looked out and there was just one person dressed in all black, all black. Yeah. And the next, and the guy next to him, all white. And Andy what? was like, close the curtains, lock the doors, whatever. And then they were just gone. Dude, I don't like the ending of that story. That ending was the shit. Cause oh, it, but, it yeah, but it, there's like, no closure. <clears throat> Who, what happens? Well, you know, Alright, so when he put the, the chair up by the doorknob. Like, and he sat there. That's, that's, I've been that scared before. And it reminded me of um, in Silver Bullet when Marty comes back from <laughs> fucking yeah. blasting werewolf guy in the eye with the firework. Climbs up the trellis and like gets in bed. Yeah. But that thing's still out there like just a little I, look, ways down the road. I don't know if that story's true or not. But I love the story. They wrote it well. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could just be two pissed off teens that you know he blew past. Well, them twice. no. <laughs> See, the thing that's weird to me is they they made it wherever he was at. Like he blew past them and went to a gas station, and they they showed up there. Jason and Michael. Yeah, they're just always there. Uh, so it's no way you're walking that fast. Yeah. So <clears throat> how'd you get there? But the fact that they're in the driveway, it just reminds me of, like, the strangers. Well, he just stops. Like, at least, at least have him say the end. Or just something oh, like, I, yeah, I said the end. You're okay. I read that, I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but they're creepy. But they, you know, I wanted to tell two stories just to, if you was to hop online and read more of these, mm-hmm. they all sound the same. Like, oh, Well, yeah, that's what I heard today on the other podcast is, they were talking about other people doing stories on these black eyed kids and they're all quite similar. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, okay. Would like you what happens like 
I go home and like they're on my ring camera or something. Oh no. Whatever it is, you can't, you don't give in. You like, if they want in, you don't let them in. Like, See, well, don't let them in your car. In now's day and age, like, we have phones and cameras and everything. Like, I would be snapping pictures, checking to see if anyone around me has, like, surveillance cameras. Like, we got to get, someone needs to get a I, picture of these things. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it, could, it could just be <clears throat> teenagers with, you know, Limp Bizkit, uh contacts. I don't know, man. It ma'am. could be demons. I don't, I don't know. They're aliens. Would you rather, um, ooh, this is a good one. Would you rather play with the Ouija board with me or run into those black-eyed kids on your way home tonight on the back road? I'm one of the black-eyed kids. Really? Because it's like these people have one encounter with them, and as long as you can stand firm and you don't, in, you don't let them in, you don't let them in, but you don't let them in. And then it's just... He didn't let him in and they came to his fucking house. Yeah, but they... We don't know. Like, all the other ones is... They've had one encounter with him and then boom, it's done. Ouija board, that could ruin your life. I've played with a Ouija board before. They're yeah. bullshit. You never know. I mean, I, you know what? If someone has a Ouija board story, I want to hear it. Because I think they're horse shit. Like, when my friend Cassie and I played with it one day before school. Like, I spent the night with her. We were waiting on the school bus. Like, we'll just conjure up Marilyn Monroe and see what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I think both of us moved the planchet. Like, it's just, I don't believe that they they work. Right. I think it's usually one person out of the two fucking with everybody. And, you know, I don't know. But, I mean, I would play with one in a safe, sacred spot, you know? No. I don't want to do it either. I don't want to run into these kids. I don't want to play. I just want to sit and live. I, I don't even like tell these stories. They creep me out. <laughs> no. So you would ra- seriously, you would rather run into these black-eyed children tonight on the way home. Well, I'm going home during the day. Like that sun is going to be well, up. Right. I mean, you could play with the Ouija board no. like on Holy Land. Sacred no. Land. No. Just no. I don't want to do any of it. I hope none of this <laughs> happens. Someone out there is Baldy, not like I wouldn't mind messing with the Ouija board as long as I had, you know, like a safe circle. Mm-mm. Some salt down. You're on your own. Protection candles. Do a little Saint Michael the Archangel yeah. chant. I mean, prayer. you have all this stuff from the rusty cauldron. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have anything related to seances and shit. I have candles. Protection candles. Well, all of my stuff is like nature oriented. Oh. Yeah. 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 Think like. Gypsy mom. That's the kind of parent I had. I know it smells like a hippie in here. It, well, yeah. You know. But that's that's what I got today. That's that was really good. Black eyed children. I like the cycle better than the first one. Uh, yeah, yeah. No offense, Michael Brian. Brian Bethel. Bethel. <laughs> Michael Buble. Michael Buble. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a singer Michael is though. Oh he is. Um I have a story. That I have printed out. Yeah. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get comfortable. All right. I really don't know what this one is about, like what it could be titled. I'm just going to read it. Is we'll, this something we'll, different? We'll it, no, we'll call it um, The Thing in the Backyard. Okay. Does that work? Uh, I don't know. Okay. So I'm just going to start reading it. Okay. <clears throat> All right. 
I wanted to share my story with you from when I was a little girl. This was in the early 90s. I was maybe around eight or nine years old. Every Saturday night, I would get to spend the night with my grandparents, which I looked forward to. Their house they built themselves was, they built it back in the 1940s. <clears throat> it was a tiny two-bedroom house in a small town tucked away on a narrow street, surrounded by large oak trees that have been growing now for over 50 years. The house was itty-bitty. The large backyard housed my swing set, grandpa's garden and tool shed, as well as a playhouse and numerous trees that us kids would use as bases when playing baseball in the yard. My grandma was not only the best grandma in the world, but she was the best cook in the universe. I used to love watching her cook from scratch, making all of her family recipes by memory from growing up in the hollers of Kentucky. After dinner, grandma would stand in the kitchen sink or stand at the kitchen sink, which overlooked the backyard, now covered in darkness from the tree limbs. She would wash each dish by hand and then hand them to me to dry. Grandma and I were a team and had a very special bond. For one, I was the only granddaughter, so needless to say, Grandma and Grandpa spoiled me rotten. LOL. I never left Grandma's side, and on this particular night, she never left my side either. <clears throat> Grandmas, man. Oh, I know. Grandmas, Gotta love them. They're the best. All right. While standing by the counter waiting for Grandma to hand me a dish to dry, something caught my eye in front of the tree that was only a few short feet from the back porch. The porch was open on all sides, <clears throat> with just a small roof covering the seats and my grandpa's radio. Grandpa would always, grandpa could always be found sitting on the back patio, either watching his garden grow or listening to the ball game while drinking a PBR. That is how I remember him. Watching the garden grow. That's got to be like watching paint dry. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to yeah. be awful. <laughs> I mean, that's what he wanted to do, I guess. What had caught my eye can only be described as two round, reflective, not glowing, red lights. Go ahead. Okay, I, so, you, I you yeah. Like I thought you were gonna say something. So, reflective, not glowing, red lights. Like a reflector. Right, like a bicycle reflector. Yeah. I kept staring to try to make out a clearer picture, but since it was so dark, my vision was limited. I stood still, very still, almost frozen. My eyes were fixated to the point that I literally could not move. Slowly, I was able to make out more of the picture. I could see what I could then see what looked like a very tall being, very, very widely built, dressed in black, so black you couldn't see through it. It was tall enough to touch the lowest hanging branch, which is probably around six feet tall. Terrified, I quietly said to my grandma, Grandma, there's something in the backyard. Where at, hon? She said in her perfect little grandma voice as she prepared to hand me a plate to dry. She then looked up from the sink to peer out back and have a look. She, too, stood still. Still as a marble statue, unable to move. She saw what I saw, but said nothing. She just stared. She didn't move. She just stood still, with her eyes fixated on whatever was watching us from her backyard. Slowly, she put her arm on my back as if to hold me still or to have her hands ready to pull me away. Either way, Grandma saw what I saw, but she said nothing. I looked up at her and asked, what is it? Thinking Grandma would know exactly what this was and what we were going to be able to do about it. She quietly whispered, I don't know, just back away from that door. Slowly and carefully, we started to back up. I remember being scared to death and confused. I wanted to know what this thing was. Should we tell Grandpa to get his gun? Should we shut the door and hide? I'm about to change the page. Hold on. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Should we shut the door and hide? Should we call the police? 
Neither one of us could take our eyes off the red-eyed figure looming just feet away from the door. <clears throat> we just backed up. As we crept backwards, suddenly there was what I can only describe as a red and orange fireball explosion that hit right where this thing had been standing. It hit it right in the center of it. Oh, hold on. Like, out of the sky? No, it just blew up from the center. <laughs> like, self-combusted. I don't <laughs> So you're staring at us. Like, they're staring at something. Yeah, this thing. And, and it also just blows like, up. <coughs> it just blows up. Sound and all. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, okay, it hit okay. right in the center of it. It wasn't a lightning strike. There was no storm. The thing, it literally blew up in an instant. What had been standing there, still, covered in darkness with red eyes, standing there staring at us moments before, had just exploded and was now gone. The boom was so loud it shook the house and rattled all of the windows. Grandpa, who was sitting just a few feet away from us in the living room watching TV, jumped up from his chair and said, Eula, what the hell was that? Grandma never responded to him. She only took my hands and shakingly asked if I was okay. When I said, yes, I'm fine. But what was that, Grandma? I will never forget this as long as I live. She said, she said, honey, I don't know what that was, but we can never tell anyone what we saw. We can never, or never, we can never tell anyone what we saw. After Grandpa asked again what the hell that boom was, Grandma told him it was lightning, but there was no storm. Grandpa knew it wasn't a storm. It was a perfectly clear, warm summer night, no wind, just stillness. Grandma and I only spoke about this incident one other time in front of my mom, but I remember Grandma brushing it off with, oh, it was just nothing. But it was something. We just don't know what it was. My grandma didn't scare easily, but that night, with the thing in her yard, she was absolutely terrified. After a few minutes passed, we went back out to check the tree, or we went out back to check the tree to see if there were any markings left behind from the boom. There were no burn marks, no split tree limbs, nothing with black clothes and red eyes. There was absolutely nothing there. Just the tree. The area in front of the tree where the thing was is still there. I see it every time I visit that house, which remains in our family to this day. The tree hasn't grown an inch since that summer. Wow. It lives, but does not grow anymore. Both Grandma and Grandpa have since passed on. Grandpa died from, heart, from a failed heart in 1996. Grandma died just 15 months later in 1998 due to what we believe to be a broken heart. Grandpa died on the back porch in his favorite chair, with one gardening glove on, one off, while Grandma stood just behind him in the kitchen, washing dishes. She never spoke about that summer night ever, ever again, and it's been about 28 years since this incident. And to this day, I've never been able to make any sense of it. The end. That's crazy. You want to hear I, something even crazier? What? That was my story. What? That happened to me. Yep, I wrote that. Okay. Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> you are so excited right I'm now. I'm so excited. Like, I I don't, I haven't talked about this, and I kind of don't ever think about it unless I'm at the house, and I'm like, oh, fuck. That's a tree that blew up. But. Yeah, I, I've known you for 20 years. a million times. Where? Oh, Literally, if you go you out me. back of Grandma and Grandpa's house, that tree that overlooks where Uncle Bob's grill is. Oh. And the fire pit before you get to the pool. What? That tree, you know, um, the kitchen sink, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. and that house is tiny. Yeah, like that kitchen sink. If you look out right there on that window, 
where the I guess it's not a window anymore. It's a microwave because like they re, they remodeled it. Yeah. But that's where you could see it. But I looked out the door because I wasn't tall enough to see out out of the window. I had to look out of the door. Grandma looked out of that window. Wow. And if she were here today, she'd probably say, "Oh, it was just nothing." And then when you walk away, she'd probably be like, "Yeah, I don't know what that was." Um. Yeah, I mean, I've known you for twenty years, and I've never heard this story. It's. I mean, it, it, I was really young, so young that I couldn't see up over the counter. So I was like eight. But yeah, that definitely happened. I think that was one of the first things. So I did ever, you see the explosion? I saw the hand on my mom's ashes, hand to God on my children's lives. That is exactly what happened to me and my grandma. I saw the explosion. I saw it before I heard it. And then we felt it. And it like it rattled that little tiny house. That's Grandma took her took her hand and just put it like right here, and just slowly, we just backed up. And then she was gonna shut the shut the door. She had the screen door shut. But yeah. The main door was open, and she just slowly went to back up and back me up to shut the door, and it was just like, boom! And then, that's crazy. That's it. That's crazy. I mean, there was no sign of it. No, nothing. I think we went out, like, Grandma had a clothesline that she always, God, her laundry always smelled, like, fucking incredible. <laughs> but there was a clothesline next to the tree, and then up from the clothesline was where she would put her garbage cans. And I remember us smelling what, it was like, I don't want to say full-blown burnt garbage, but we did smell something Like funky. sulfur? No, it wasn't like that. It was like. Because like, that's like, like uh, it was like burnt trash, like a trash fire. Because if it was sulfur, that's like demons. Oh, I know. I was raised Catholic. I know all demons. About it. But like, I don't know what it was. And then, I mean, some of that kind of coincides with like it could have been the Mothman, which I'll do that story one time because the Mothman is usually seen like right before something super tragic happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandpa died, you know, four years after that. I mean, it's a pretty big gap. But like that's it, yeah. I mean, he did. That's chapstick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fuck crazy. that. <laughs> I love and hate that movie at the same time. But no, that's that's what happened. And I remember uh-huh. when Grandpa died. Like my grandma, she was washing dishes, and she just Grandpa was sitting in his chair, but he had been dead mm. for who knows how long. Yeah. She called my mom, and like we flew down there, and because Grandma and Grandpa, they lived like. Not even a mile right away from where we lived, and yeah, we got there, and there it was. I can show you the everything right now. Like we can wrap this up, and I'll take you there Look. and show you exactly where that that tree hasn't moved. So all those trees in that backyard, mm-hmm. Grandpa planted in the fifties. There used to not be any trees back there. So that's how long, or how big those trees have gotten in fifty years. <clears throat> That tree, that specific tree that I'm talking about that blew up with whatever the fuck was in front of it, it doesn't grow. It's not dead, but it doesn't grow. I mean, it's definitely weird. And what's weird? Like, and the fact that I've been there so many times, you've never told me that story. I, I don't know. It just, something triggered a memory the other day, and I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta tell this story. Yeah. But, I mean, I, Grandma did say, like, don't ever tell anyone. And I don't know why. Like, I wish she was here. Well, a lot, I mean... I, I a lot of people won't say anything because they don't want it to be like they don't want to sound crazy. Yeah, but grandpa though, like, you know, yeah, we're I'm... talking about my grandma who you never met, but like, 
She's from Hazel Patch, Kentucky, and ages holler. Okay, she ain't afraid of shit. Maybe she didn't want him to be scared. <laughs> Grandpa wasn't scared. <laughs> Maybe she was trying to be strong. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, why make it... Why not just, you know, tell your husband about it? I don't know. I don't know, but... That's a good story. Like a bunch of couple, or a couple white people, we went right out there afterwards <laughs> to investigate. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I have no explanation, but that happened to me when I was, like, eight. Look, that was well written. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's like, yeah, I'll give you credit on that one. Because uh-huh. most of the things you do looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> what I did notice is that you printed that, you typed it, and you printed it on fucking cardstock. I didn't know I had cardstock <laughs> in the printer. Yeah. I didn't even know I had white cardstock. That's expensive. That's an expensive printout right well, there. Well, it's an expensive story yeah. that uh, I'm going to keep forever. Because, yeah, this is this is a memory that I have with my grandma. Yeah. That- I mean, it's a creepy memory, but... <laughs> You got one. Yeah. Uh, she was awesome. I remember um, the grocery store up the street from her house. Like, my grandma was legally blind, so she wasn't supposed to drive. So she would drive, and I would tell her where everything was at. Like, all right, there's a stop sign coming up yeah, in three, that's... two, one, and then she'd stop. And like, all right, you can go make a right now. That's a little messed up. <laughs> it was only like a mile, but yeah. Um, my family and my mom get so pissed, like, She's only seven or ten or however Like, quit driving. No, I guess you just fine. It, you know, different, no, you know what? Different no, time. Even her and I together alone, we never, we never talked about it. I would never stop talking about it. I don't know what it is. If anyone listening, if any of this sounds familiar, or you have any insight as to what the fuck we saw, please let me know. Because now I'm kind of like obsessing over this thing that happened 28 years ago, mm-hmm. but I can't explain it. But it did happen. And the next time we're at uh, mm. Grandma and Grandpa, I can show you where it's at. That's great. I don't know if I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go in the backyard. I've been back here more. Well, I've been in the house. My uncle listens because, like, he doesn't even know. And, like, he lives in that house now. So, that's uh, fucked up. Yeah. I would like, just keep it keep it on wraps. All right. But that's yeah, it. That was, that was good. I think I might do some more, like, scary stories. I love scary stories. Oh, In fact, I love them so much. Now we're at the end. I can plug this other podcast yes. that I've been listening to, and I am trying to turn everyone onto it. Which I'm like their biggest fan, I think. But it's called. It's just called Scared to Death, and that's what they do. It's a husband and wife. He tells two stories that he finds online. So, I mean, there's someone out there claiming that it's true. And he writes these stories, and he's an incredible storyteller. Oh, yeah. Puts my ass to shame. He's he's great. And he tells these stories to uh, scare his wife, which works. She's funny. He's funny. It's an awesome marriage. Oh, yeah. Mm. But uh, you should check it out. Scared to death. I mean, continue mm. to check us out. Oh, yeah, listen but... to us first, and then listen to them. <laughs> but they are, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just like... It's not true crime or anything like that. It's just it's like just exorcism, possessions, haunted houses, alien abductions, uh, just urban legend. Like, there's a Black Eyed Children episode. Yeah, that's what I heard today. I listened to the uh, one about um, the actual exorcism or exorcist movie, like who it was based off of. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did that story. Roland Doe. Oh, fuck, that's right. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's, he tells it much better than I did. But well, sure. it, the thing that always got me with exorcisms is like, okay, so 
being raised Catholic, yeah, I'm supposed to believe in, you know, demons and all that stuff. And everyone's like, well, maybe they had, like, some underlying mental illness or schizophrenia. They were seeing shit, whatever. How do you explain someone who does not speak Latin all of a sudden telling a priest... And you wonder why I don't want to fuck with a Ouija board. To suck my dick in yeah. Latin. So, like, that's why. See, I, I I'm, think, I'm, I mean, I'm buying into it. If, uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I just had the mic. Board. Mom bought me one from Kmart. And then took it back because it didn't work. But yeah, I, that's a whole other topic. But yeah. I have, hopefully, our listeners like scary stuff like this because I really enjoy telling these stories. And Oh yeah, we have a ton of like other true crime stuff to do later on, but like, I think a nice change of pace, like getting scared. I love being scared. I know. Well, and I mean, our <clears throat> podcast, our thing is labeled like true crime, paranormal, oh. urban legends, weird shit, like... And we've only been focusing on true crime, which is great, but some change of pace. <laughs> yeah. I or some two fucked up stories coming up that are done. They're ready to go. I just gotta I just gotta tell them. Well, yeah. This yeah. one was fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna head off here. Please let us know. Write us, email us, deadacademypodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on all social media platforms. We wanna hear your ghost stories. Your ghost stories. Have you messed with a Ouija board? Have you seen a ghost? Have you lived in a haunted house? Have you or someone you know been possessed? Do you need an exorcism? If so, hit us up. <laughs> Universal Life Church. I am ordained. I can do this. I took a demonology course with John yeah. Zappas, who is Ed and Lorraine Warren's nephew. So, yeah, email us. Exercise those demons. Email us your stories. We'd love to hear them. Oh, fuck yeah. We'll read them. Oh, yeah. We'll have a special episode. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. For right? real, though. Like, <laughs> for real, leaving a review helps us so much. Not a, not yeah. a shitty review. A good review. <laughs> a nice... Look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Right, but we don't want to hear the, the nasty stuff. I know. We suck, apparently. No, that, we had two bad I know. reviews. You know what? Haters are going to hate. I know. And it's I don't okay. take the first... Uh, uh, fucking review as too bad because she said I didn't do my research. I don't take it bad at all. She's only talking shit about you. Well, and I read a fucking transcript. Anyways. Yeah. It Amber. it really helps to just even rate us. Review would be great. Oh, yeah. Tell um, a friend. You know. Call yep. a buddy. Bring a friend. Yeah, that's what it was. Tell us, tell us your ghost stories. Like, I love this shit. I fucking love this shit. Like, it's about to be springtime. There's going to be storms. Yeah. Like, bring on the scary stories. Milkshakes and, and murder. Anyways, that that's all I have. Thanks for uh, listening. Bye. Check out, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for t-shirts. Uh, we we do have it. People on the side. We, the have a, we have a little bit of merch that we'll be posting. <laughs> We're working on it. Man. A little bit. We're going to sprinkle a little bit. T-shirts. So, uh. Yeah, we have that coming up. Uh, reach out, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. I don't yeah. give a shit. Just Call reach me. out. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. I, I want scary stories. I want scary stories. Yeah. And on that note, later. There's scary stories, but I want them now. Bye.